Hello and welcome to the Bargain Bin Movie Podcast where I'm still watching Luke Cage, but I got a podcast to make, so I gotta wait. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. I'm your host, Gabe Rodriguez, and today we're going to talk about one of my favorite movies, Say Anything. Now, Princess Bride is up there, and I'm sure there's some other movies like uh, Tarzan was a big part of my childhood, but Say Anything, when I saw it recently, uh, maybe towards the beginning of this year, I think, um, it was actually the first episode of this podcast, but uh, iTunes hated the episode um just when i put it through the rss feed and linked the rss feed to itunes it just absolutely it was like it ran through a shredder or something it was, it was awful but uh so i had to delete that one and here i am again uh reviewing it for you and uh also to sort of soften the blow of the fact that i'm not watching luke cage right now all right Let's get started. Um, say anything. The the best way that I've ever heard it described is uh, it's an, about a noble a noble underachiever and a beautiful valedictorian who fall in love over the summer before she goes off to college. Now that's not verbatim, but that's I made it a little bit better. Um, but that's from IMDb. It's got the conflict. It's got the beautiful human characters all within that one little nugget uh nugget sized summary and so this movie um stars a young john cusack and ioni sky plays opposite him as uh diane court and john cusack's um name in this movie is lloyd dobler and so you kind of need to know that just so I can talk about the characters. So the first thing that I have written here is a note about Ioni Sky's eyes. Her eyes are beautiful. Uh, that's kind of the first thing that I, uh, that I noticed about a girl. I may have mentioned that before. It was the first thing that I noticed. And then she smiled. And basically, um, I, I swooned, basically, when, when I saw her smile. It, ridiculous. Okay, um, she gives a valedictorian speech, one of the first scenes, the first scenes that she has, I think while the credits are still rolling there, you know, her and her dad are actually driving to the graduation, and she delivers a beautiful speech, and there's a part where she talks about uh, the adults telling everybody that, you know, they're about to go into the real world, and... I had to like actually pause the movie the first time I saw this because this this type of thing makes me mad. When people talk about the real world, like, and other people have said this, I think this is even a blimey cow thing, but are we not living in the real world right now? I mean, are we in some fantasy world? And if you're implying that, okay, maybe you're implying that your parents are nicer to you uh, and create a better environment for you than what will be waiting for you when you go out into the, the workforce and when you move out and whatever. 
But okay, so if that's the case, then uh, I think this should be more of a utopia and like should be perfect if you're if that's what you're implying because nobody's home life is perfect everybody's got to work everybody's got to uh do their part and yes um everybody has their failings there but going out into the world is doesn't seem that much different i mean unless you're hanging around the wrong people then you know yeah it's stuff's gonna get rough but it just really ticks me off when they're like all right you're gonna go off into the real world and stuff's gonna be different and you know what like stuff it because I'm living in the real world right now maybe I have things easier than I could have it but this is the real world don't act like this is some fake you know perfect thing that you've made for me you know this is this is real you know so stuff it anyway rant over um the 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 ending line that that diane has uh maybe it's not the ending line but she has this line where she's like you know i look out into the future and i'm scared and uh that that made me smile because here's this perfect beautiful gorgeous and brilliant girl she's you know if there was a such a thing as a double valedictorian that's which that's what she'd be and she is scared she looks into the future and she's scared she's not sure of what's going to happen and she's not sure if she knows what she should do and you know that or even that she will make the right decision when she doesn't make that decision and you know and i'm just like you know i i you know i'm a smart guy but i'm not you know the best planner i'm not even i'm not the best person but the and yes i i understand this is a fictional character but the uh the writer and what what's his name uh crow cameron crow um who wrote and directed this movie he was conveying that you know even though this is like a perfect person basically and you know you come to find out she she is human but uh this this girl that you would think is perfect is scared about her future so you know if she's scared then it's okay for you to be scared and i I think that's kind of what he's saying maybe he didn't really mean that maybe he meant for her just to be more human you know for us as the audience but that's what i got out of it and that that just really made me smile. Uh, let's see. The next thing is the the uh, I don't know if this is Mister Court. I think it's Mister Court's number is no no it's Lloyd Dobler's number five 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 one three four two. And I, I thought that was cool because one three four two is kind of my set of four numbers that I have. That's like part of my one of my email addresses and like that's my work email address. So I just thought that was cool. It's like it's 555 because, you know, that's the, if you want to make up a, f- a fake number, you put a string of three fives into it. And then the 1342, you just kind of like, you, you know, you make your fingers into a peace sign and then left, right, right, left on the keyboard. You should try it. You know, I didn't describe it too well, but that's, it's super easy to do on the keyboard. 
left, right, right, left. Boom. Yeah, but I just thought that was kind of cool that apparently the director also did that <laughs> with his keyboard. Anyway, great minds think alike. That's basically what I'm doing, patting myself on the back. Uh, you can actually learn some things about dating from this movie, at least I think so. Um, and some of this stuff you can implement, some of this stuff kind of just works in, in Lloyd's uh, situation. He's got an elevator pitch for uh, Mr. Court when he goes and sees uh, Diana for the first time. Uh, you know, he's like, hey, you know, he introduces himself and he's like, hey, I'm a, I'm an athlete, so I don't drink, but, um, that also means that I can take care of your daughter and, you know, we're going to be, this is the plan. We're going to be out for like eight hours and we're going to come back around this time. And, you know, uh, you might want to know what I'm going to do with my future and, you know, I, this and that and the other thing. And he, and he explains like, uh, kickboxing and how it's the sport of the future and uh you know he's even like asking him questions like uh have you ever heard of kickboxing sir and he calls him sir and mr quartz just kind of got this like quizzical look on his face and that's a word right quizzical um i've never actually heard anyone say that i've only read it but he's got this like questioning look on his face and lloyd is like okay i can see by your face that you don't know what that is so let me explain and uh, it's just it's I don't know. It's, I just I just love it so much. There, the way that he talks and the the interactions that he has with the dad, and then later with uh, Diane, that you know he's just kind of like watching over her uh, at the party, but not like um, sort of not really shadowing her, not staying close so much. You know, he's kind of letting her do her own thing, and he's doing his own thing, and then they meet up, you know, later, uh, and whatever. I don't know that seem like a good thing that he did um everybody at that party and uh throughout several scenes uh in this movie they're all just saying such good things about lloyd and i'm like how do you how did you like create this much goodwill with everybody everybody thinks you're the best i don't and i, I just don't understand um he he just puts off this vibe as just like this lovable guy, you know, and he, and I wanted to say not guy, but like a, a also like a dude who's not all that smart, like a lovable galoot. Is that a thing? Do only English people say that? I don't know. But, um, he's kind of like that and everybody's like, you know, he's a great guy and, uh, but also like one of the guys comes up to him and he's just like, so did you, did, is that, did I see you with Diane Court? Is that who you brought to this party? And, uh, Lloyd's like, yeah, yeah. Um, and they just kind of like stare at each other and he's like, so how, how did you get her to come to this party with you? And he was like, and like, no, but he said, who are you? And Lloyd's just like, I'm Lloyd Dobler. And then the guy like looks at him like he just said something really deep. And he kind of did. But he just looks at him like a stoner and just kind of nods his head. He's like, yeah, I like it. You give me hope, man. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> this guy being himself is what uh, got a, what 
con- helped him convince the the best girl in in the class to go out with him and you know and the guy was just like all right i just gotta be myself and that's kind of what he took out of the situation and the same thing the same question is posed to diane and diane's like he made me laugh and boom that's another one write that down (laughs) it's easier to get a date if you make the girl laugh and it's, I mean, it's easier to have friends or carry on a, cr- a conversation if you make people laugh, which, you know, I need to take that advice a little bit more often, I think. But, you know, that's another thing on the list. Let's see, what else did I get? Um, Yeah, I, I don't understand how he got so many people to say good good things about him. Um, When, <laughs> when... You're walking around and you see glass on the floor. Have her walk around it. Apparently that that gets you brownie points too. I mean, uh, she wouldn't have she wouldn't have hurt herself probably. But yeah, that's a, that's a weird one because I'm like, yeah, obviously you walk around it or something. But I wouldn't have made like a big deal about it. Um, I almost would have tried to make it less romantic than it is inherently because I would try not to be trying so hard but I'm I'm saying too much already anyway ne- on to the next thing <laughs> uh, how many of them do you really know I mean how no wait what know that I don't know what that doesn't make any sense Lloyd said something that doesn't make any sense, or maybe I wrote it down wrong. Um, I, what he was what he was saying was, um, a teacher comes up to him in the beginning of the party, and uh, why a very young teacher is coming to the party with all the seniors is a little bit beyond me. That was a little bit awkward, but um, yeah, that happened. And she asked him like, "Hey." You know, everybody else is coming and see, seeing the counselors and whatever, and they've all got kind of got their little plan for what they're going to do after um, high school. And, you know, but you, you know, you've never done that. And what's your plan? Do you have a plan? I got a pen and pen, uh, pen and a paper. What's your plan? And he's like, yeah, but, you know, how many of them actually know what they're going to do? How many of them actually know what they want to do with the rest of their lives? And how many of them are going to change, you know, their direction in college anyway? So his kind of thing was like, I'm still working it out, so I'm not going to really say anything right now. And I'm like, hey, look at this guy, you know? Um, somebody agrees with me, basically, because that was my thing. Um, and again, this is all like validation for me, and I'm just patting myself on the back you know but indulge me i guess um the the idea that people actually go to college to figure out what they're going to do is insane to me unless i mean not even even if you're getting a scholarship the scholarship is not an infinite you know go through school forever free pass it's going to run out you know it's a finite amount of money or it's like one path that you can take through college so like 
Why would you go into college trying to figure out what you're going to do? You're just, you're wasting your money or you're wasting someone else's money uh, when you're doing that. So what I, what I did, and you know, it wasn't the best thing either because work is hard and when you don't have any skills, it doesn't pay anything. So, but what I did was I went and I got a job and I've had several jobs since I've uh, graduated in 2013. <sighs> it's been a long time. Time flies. But, and then just now, uh, I've been in a phlebotomy class for, what, uh, a month or so? And I'm, by the end of the year, I'm going to have a certification that says, hey, you can draw blood in a hospital and get paid you know, more than, and you can get paid double digits for, you know, you know, for an hour of your time. So, you know, that's been really good. But the, the fact that he, he thought like that and thought differently than everyone else, but the same as me was just like, kind of, kind of cool. I don't know how else to put that really. I, I just really enjoyed <laughs> that someone else was like, hey, you know, this is this is a good idea. All right, so there's this other thing that uh, Lloyd says. He says a lot of cool things in this movie. Um, but he's talking about, okay, so Diane wants him to come to her work where she takes care of older people at like a not not a nursing home but kind of the the in between where they have enough uh they have some independence but you know there's always somebody there to help if they need it i forget what you call that but that's the kind of place that her dad owns and so she wants lloyd to come over and hang out for a while and he's being kind of cagey about it and so she's like you don't like old people do you and so he goes on to explain this thing where he used to work at like a smorgasbord, I think he says. And uh, there used to be these old, this group of old people that would come in and he says they just love to eat. And they just like grab the food with, you know, one big hand and just be shoving their faces with it, you know, and just, you know, eating with their mouth open. And, you know, and he says it, it got him thinking like, you know, you're, you you know, you go to school, you go to college, and then you, you know, get a job, and you do the same thing over and over and over every day, in and out, and then pretty soon, you know, you're 30 and 40 and 60, and then you're making checkout, and he's like, I just don't need to be thinking about those things, you know, and Diane is like, that, you know, that's ageist, that's being, that's discriminating against old people, and you know, Lloyd is walking around with his phone and his, you know, the whole, like, the whole phone and, you know, the cord and whatever. You know what I'm talking about. You remember that stuff. But he's walking around with the entire phone system. And he's like, you know, you really turned me around on this. I, I you know, I, I think you're right. And, you know, because he likes her and, he, and he's kind of a laid back guy. So he kind of will, on certain points we'll just kind of cave on him and just agree but you know whatever we'll we'll give him a pass he's a laid back kind of guy we'll give him a pass and so she she convinced them to to come over and whatever and that that whole 
the whole spiel that he gives is just like you can you can be 18 between 18 and 25 and have like a midlife crisis right there just because of that whole thing like gosh i really need to do something with my life oh my gosh (laughs) that's what happened to me i don't know about you when you watch this movie or have watched this movie if that happened to you but that's basically what happened to me oh geez this is you just my life flashed before my eyes and it was boring (laughs) that's yeah anyway next thing before i continue to question my existence uh okay he, he has some zingers like um when he's being coached by like four single guys at a gas and sip uh about relationships and he's like you know if you guys are the experts on relationships then why are you at you know why are you here at like four in the morning at a gas and sip with no women in sight and (laughs) they all look at each other for a good like 30 seconds they're like it's by choice man (laughs) and everybody's like yeah yeah it's by choice it's a conscious choice and you're just like sure it is buddy sure it is there ain't no girl around here that come within 20 miles of you people (laughs) so yeah that was that was pretty funny i like that part um oh so uh lloyd is working he has a job at teaching little kids kickboxing and he gets a call i think it's from diane she's talking to him and he's you know he explains where he is and he's like yeah you know they actually pay me for this <laughs> and i love that because that's the dream right to have a job where you would do it for free if you could you know but you gotta live you gotta eat so you take money for it but to have a job that you would do if you know if money weren't an issue and food weren't an issue you would just do it for free because you love it and that's the kind of that's the kind of job that he had and i just i just love that it kind of you know gives you that little little push little, little reminder of hey this is this is what you want this is what you're working towards gabe you know keep going so just a little little pick me up i like that um d d the nine-year-old at the at the gas and sip uh that joke was amazing i want you to actually see this and to have that joke all right when you see this movie if you haven't already i'm not going to ruin everything i want you to have that one thing all right it's not much but it's good watch this movie uh the when when lloyd says that he didn't even he's describing his relationship to the four guys at the gas and sip and he's saying it wasn't actually four guys it was five um he's saying that they didn't even have to go anywhere together they could just hang out you know and enjoy the enjoy each other's company you know that and that's that's what that's what it should be you know you're supposed to be your best friends with the girl that you're dating and then who is your fiance and then eventually is your wife supposed to be best friends with this person you know or if you're a girl the other way around with your boyfriend fiance husband 
And that's what they had. You know, they they would just hang out and enjoy each other's company. They just walk around, just talk. There's nothing to see, nothing to do. They're just enjoying each other's company. And I just love that. Like, and at that fact at that part of the movie, the fact that it's dropped right there, you're like, all right, they got to get back together. I want this to happen so bad <laughs> because they're they're doing it right and they're perfect together. So it was it was effective. And loved it. Uh, Alright. I'm going to save the last positive for the ending. So we can... Did I Did I already say that the, uh, I was surprised that the boombox didn't work? I don't think I said this yet. The... You always see this boombox scene, you know, referenced or emulated in other movies and whatever. It's the most iconic scene and image from this movie. And so when they broke up and I still, I remembered the boombox scene was coming and I was like, all right, they're going to get back together with that boombox scene. No, there's a, this is a 30 second scene. He drives up, takes out the boombox, turns on the Peter Gabriel song and she doesn't come to the window. There's not a whole like Rapunzel, Rapunzel, let down your hair or, you know, Romeo or where for art thou Romeo type of thing. No. She rolls over in her bed and just tries to ignore him. Nothing happens. What? <laughs> what is life? I I did not expect that. The fact that it didn't work just blows my mind. Because I'm pretty sure in all the crappy romantic comedies that came after this that it actually worked. Just like, you know, barging in at the end of the wedding... Uh, did for everybody after the graduate came out like what the heck the the originator the creator the genius behind this move didn't even reap the benefits so sad so sad all right so a couple of negatives uh pretty big neg- negatives but not enough to knock it down just because of the sheer genius of the rest of this movie <clears throat> So I'm pretty traditional, and I'm sure most of you guys are as well, but there's going to be eventually somebody who's going to listen to this who's going to disagree with this, so I'm just prefacing. But I, I, throughout the beginning of this movie, I'm like, all right, they're doing everything right. He's being a gentleman. She's being a lady. They're getting to know each other. They're kind of setting boundaries and whatever, and I'm just going to, I'm going to, I'm going to tell it to you the way that Diane told her father, right? She goes home after doing the walk of shame and she's saying that, you know, all right, dad, I can tell you any, I can, I can tell you anything. That's, that's where the movie's name, that's where it comes from, that they can say anything to each other. And he, she's telling him like, all right, so, uh, I, I don't remember how she starts, but she says that Lloyd started getting this look at the end of the night, you know, when they would go home, you know, and part their separate ways. And she asked the dad, hey, I mean, you know that look, right? And he's like, mm-hmm, yeah. And he's kind of like, yeah, this is awkward. <laughs> That's kind of his body language. It's getting awkward. And so she goes on. It's like, all right, but, you know, we have this good thing going and, you know, 
and I, I could see it was going to be an issue, and I didn't want it to become an issue, so I decided that we weren't going to have sex. That's basically what she said. Her kind of reasoning was a little bit jumbled and weird, but she had decided that it was best for the relationship and best for her and him that they wouldn't have sex, right? And then she's like, and oh, and, and then you see the father, and he's like, okay, good, good, good. And then she's like, but, I, uh, but then I pounced on him anyway. Pounced on him anyway. And you're just like, well, where, where did all that sensible logic go? Like, you were doing the right thing. You knew that you were doing the right thing. You had complete knowledge of the entire situation. And you had made the right decision already. And then you just flipped it on its head. Why? Where did that come from? That doesn't make any sense. And that, that, that made me really mad. It's like, y'all were doing so good. Why? Why would you do this to me? Anyway, um, yeah, that was a negative. And then the motivation for her to get back with Lloyd was, I don't think it was set up all that well. I mean, it was set up. I kind of missed it while it was going on in the movie. Um, but the reason she gets back with him is the, the father is exposed as a criminal he is stealing from the patients at the, I know there's a name for this, but it's it's basically a nursing home, but, you know, like I said. And he's stealing money from people who die and then their families don't come to, you know, uh, take care of all of the financial, st- you know, stuff that goes along with it. And so he basically takes any inheritance that is not, um, n- not spoken for or, you know, taken by the, the kids. If it doesn't go to the right place, then he takes it. And I think he's also doing some like tax fraud with their names or something like that. I don't know what it, what it is exactly, but he's doing a lot of shady things to get some extra money. And he says he's doing it for his daughter, right? And he puts the money away for her, for Diane, so that when she gets back, she's got like a leg up. And Diane confronts him about this, and you know he explains everything, and she is just crushed, right? And this is after uh, she's broken up with Lloyd at her father's sort of request because he thinks that it that Lloyd is holding her back, and that um, it's the best thing for her to break up with him. So she does, but then all of this shady deals with her dad comes to light. And now she had the one person that she trusted more than anyone in the world has betrayed her and has lied to her. And now he he can't be trusted, right? So now she's got nobody, basically, because all she had was her father. And so she goes back to Lloyd and she says, I need you. And already Lloyd is kind of smelling a rat here he he's he's kind of thinking that i mean he asks her do you need me or do you just need somebody and this is there's another thing that aggravates me it doesn't cut to her face we never get a, any kind of answer from her because it doesn't cut to her reaction and she doesn't say anything the camera stays on lloyd and lloyd says 
Never mind. I don't care. And they hug it out and they're back together. Oof. That whole motivation just really gets me. Like, you couldn't have thought of some other way to get them back together. This, gah, I don't know. Not good. Not good. And then they go and they have sex again and whatever. It's, yeah, compounding one on top of another. That whole that whole through line was just was just not good. Not good. Anyway, um, he's a distraction. You're a distraction, Lloyd. <laughs> I'm a distraction that's going to London with your daughter. <laughs> Man, that guy has some zingers. Love it. All right, the uh, boombox didn't work, and the distraction. And all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna end it on a happy note. The I love how it actually ends. Right, the last scene in the movie. They're they're going to is it London? I hope it's London. They're going to England, and uh, they're in the plane. Diana's afraid of flying, and so Lloyd is kind of uh, comforting her, and. He says, you know, the did you know that, you know, 90 or 85 percent or whatever, most accidents happen, you know, either on takeoff or on landing. So when you hear that ding and the light, you know, goes off, then you know that, you know, you're safe, basically. And so, you know, the movie is ending and they're just going to start off, start a new life together. And, you know, he's like, all right, just hold on. It's all right. It's coming. You know, any second now. All right. Any second. Ding. Cut to black. Credits roll. Peter Gabriel, start singing your song. And I just, I, I love the way it ends because it's, it's kind of a happily, happily ever after, but also like happily probably ever after. Because there's no sequel to this movie, thank God. And they they're going to college, but maybe it doesn't work out in college. Or maybe they get married and are married for 50 years and have 12 kids. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. And I just love that because it's it's more real that way. You know, it's not everybody gets a happy ending and maybe they didn't have a completely happy ending. But they're together at the end of the movie and there's hope. And that's what the movie leaves you with. It leaves you with hope but it's, but it's real, you know. It's not like fluffy and fairy tale. It's real, and it's good. All right. One last Lloyd quote. He says while they're on the plane, he says, "Well, Diane uh, tells him, you know, nobody thinks this is actually going to work." And he says, "You know, you just described every great, dis- every great." success story and I just love that because that's a whole like motivational speech just waiting to happen the guy's full of those type of things I love it it's amazing and I love it (laughs) all right that's about all I could say about this movie hopefully I actually um recorded and everything actually worked because I don't (laughs) I'm tired and I also want to watch Luke Cage a little bit I don't know if I'm going to get to. Anyway, um, thanks for listening. Uh, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, follow me on Instagram, at Gabe in the Box. Uh, my, inst- my 
the the podcast actually has an Instagram. I believe it's at Bargain Bin Movie Pod or Bargain Bin Pod. Uh, it it'll be in the description. It'll be there. And leave me a review uh, or leave the podcast a review on iTunes because apparently that helps. I don't know. And uh, if you're the first one, you get brownie points. I don't know. I, like I wanted, I want to give you guys something for being the first one, but I, I, I can't. I don't. I don't have any extra money or time. I'm sorry. I, you know. <sighs> but I do. I, I do. I am thankful that you guys listen because I'm just here running my mouth and just kind of. It, it's this is almost like a it's a release it's a catharsis for me because like if I could I talk about movies all the time but I don't you know you can't I, like people get bored like my family is like oh man you're still talking about the same movie why <laughs> you can kind of see it in their face they're just like about 10 seconds in you, you kind of checked out but you know this, so this is why I have the podcast and also to learn about movies. And because of this podcast, I've found my favorite movie, so I am grateful. So thank you for listening. And I will see you in the next podcast. Bye-bye. Oh, and it'll probably be a Luke Cage episode, so look forward to that. All right, bye for real.